Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. <laughs> Bang, and we are live. Thanks for tuning in to the Den Debate. I think this is the third or fourth instalment of the season. Uh, Kenny and Joe, join us. Thanks for joining us, boys. How have we been? Good, yeah. good evening, everyone. Joe, fresh off the back of about five holidays. <laughs> back to business. <laughs> and Ken off the back of teaching or trying to coach 10-year-olds how to play football. How's that going? Yeah, it's going really well, actually. Six out of six wins. Oh, fucking hell. Well, I'll tell you what, man. If all this managerial merry-go-round continues, I think it looks like Mowbray's going to Sunderland. He's hoping he might have been Rowett and you could have been in there. <laughs> I'll <laughs> be saying, well, man, give it a go, that's for sure. <laughs> you could have been saying Kenny out instead of fucking Rowett out. <laughs> <laughs> you would be, I can tell you that. <laughs> 86 people in the live stream. I think the last one we did, about 150 as soon as the music end, and the time before, over 200. So I think I heard I was coming back tonight, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, no, I don't think it's you, Joe. I think it's the uh, the the uh, pre-season and early season hype is starting to dwindle already, especially off the back of three games now without a win, one point out of three. But it's early days yet, Joe. I mean, you were just saying that, weren't we? Yeah, I think it's it's hard to talk about this part of the season, really, and I think it's too early to make any sort. Everyone's beating everyone at the minute. You can't. It's hard to pinpoint anything. Hmm. I think that, and I did say that, I never really thought that Rao was a man for the job. And I've had points wanted him you know, not to be in charge, but I still think we need time to gel. And I'm not that saying he will turn it around, but I think it could turn it around. So I think it's early sin, it's early season. But Ken, I'm pretty sure you're, you're already decided on what you want, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I've, all, I've been for two seasons, Rao it out. Um, I've got nothing against the guy anymore at, at all. Um, it's just his style of play, his decision-making. The, the problem is, is I don't think you can ever take that away from him. And, I, and I, not, I've always said this, you could have Lionel Messi, Ronaldo, um, Bernardo Silva in the mi middle, whoever it is, the, the way he plays is far too defensive for any team. Hence the reason he's never really been a successful manager. Um, 
and I'll say it again because, and I and I mean it even more so than last year. We have the squad this season to get into the top six, and there's there shouldn't be any excuses for us not to. However, I think I said to you, Joe, yesterday, I'll be surprised if we're in the top half of the table this season. Yeah. However, you did just say um, that uh, you feel we've got the players. So that means that you think that Rowett's recruited well. Is that yep. fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You think he's recruited well. You just don't think that he's got the tactical nous. Chris Brown straight in. This definitely will be a talking point tonight, Chris. <laughs> um, because I don't think it will. Me, me and Kenny um, were booked in and we wanted Joe in, but he's been away for a few weeks. So you'll see both sides of the coin tonight. And me and Joe are actually singing from the same page. I'm like Bradshaw and a phobia at the minute. But look, there's been three games, boys, since we got into, or since we, we dipped our toe into the last end debate. So we've got to wind it back a bit to start off with, and then we'll go through the last three games. We'll look ahead to uh, Burnley tomorrow, next upcoming fixtures, etc., etc. So winding it back, we did it a couple of days before the uh, the Swansea game. That was fucking mad, this Joe, wasn't it? Oh, mate. Um, weren't there, unfortunately, but... Uh... Managed to watch it at home. Honestly, the scenes in the Omara household when, that, when we got that equaliser, it was incredible. That feels like a win. But um, when you look at it, I think um, it's massive get out of jail there, isn't it? Um, don't get me wrong. Um, I just remember when that uh, Vogel summer come on in that game. And that, that's an interesting talking point because that's when we started to look a bit more lively. He at the bar when he come on, didn't he? But um, yeah, what a way to... What way to get a, a point out of that? Two two late home goals, but um, yeah, we've done it against Coventry as well. The, the comeback, um, yeah, it was buzzing after that, and then we go on to the um, went on to Norwich, didn't we? Yeah, the Swansea game. Uh, they was I think their their, their patience is wearing thin a bit. Their fan base with their manager, and I don't think they had a win at that point. And then so we did get the get out of jail card. It's always a good point up there. Don't get me wrong, but I think they went and lost two new at home. Following game to Luton, um, yeah. and then after that, I think they've, they've lost again the weekend to Middlesbrough. So, was it a good point, Ken, in the circumstances, or are we giving ourselves a massive uphill battle? Well, we are giving ourselves a massive uphill battle going behind. Why do you think the defense has started to falter a little bit now under Rowett? I'd imagine that they probably do the same thing over and over again in training. Um, and, and I think sometimes when you're when you're doing things in training, you it, obviously if you keep doing it all the time, you will get very very good at it. However, it once it becomes monotonous, yeah, it, it's boring, and sometimes you don't believe in it as as much. But I think actually teams, I don't think our defense has got worse. I just think teams have learned how to um, look. You're not going to come against our three centre backs and and ping balls into the box and try and you get get headers. The, the way around our big mountain centre backs that we've got is to pop the ball around us, and that's that's what they're starting to do. Mm. Um, so I don't think our defence has got worse. I just think other teams have learned how to how to attack against them. Yeah, that's and play good, around it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. And also, um, I say other teams have improved. We've improved. You know, I've I've covered this in a few recent videos that we. Um, you know, people going to oh, announce promotion. And I said, look, we've got four players in or four or five, six players 
Afobi was a returning one. Two of them are low knees from Leeds. One of them's never played in the championship before. Another sign, he's never played in England before. So, was our recruitment that good, Joe, on reflection, looking at it in comparison to other teams? And like Kenny said, is that maybe why now? No, they're not doing anything different today. It wasn't previous. Cooper, Hutchinson, Murray, Wallace, well, Cresmo, whoever. But do you feel other teams are starting to pull away from us a bit? Yeah, it's a strange one because on paper, don't get me wrong, some of them signings um, do sound exciting. And, um, you know, the, the whole sort of Fleming thing was linked with him back in um, January and the likes of Forrest were linked with him as well. Um, so when he's come in, everyone's... He's had a lot of hype. Um, don't get me wrong, I, was, I thought, yeah, happy with that signing. But at the same time, you, you don't know what he's going to be like in this league. Don't get me wrong, he played in the top flight in the um, Dutch league, but um, it's too early. You, you don't know how these players are going to um, adapt to uh, English football. And Vogel Sammer as well, had no idea who the guy was when we signed him. Um, so we still got to see a lot to see from him. But the likes of Homophobia, um, I was happy we re-signed him. Um, he kicked on uh, towards the end of last season. And um, Honeyman's another one. Um, from what I hear, one of Hull's better or even uh, best players. So um, I thought that was a good signing. And then I also heard uh, during pre-season a lot of good things about these um, Leeds players. Even some uh, mm. Leeds fans I've met on holiday and stuff have um, said very good things about these players. They've, between them, they started a few Premier League games last season, but um, for whatever reason, still early, uh, hasn't really happened for Cresswell yet, has it? And then all of a sudden he's out of the team. Shackleton so far, I'm yet to sort of see anything from him. Don't really know what he offers at the minute. But on the flip side, as I say, it's early days. Um, that There's a lot of, uh, still got a lot of time. Team's got a gel. And uh, I don't think Rowett sort of figured out his best 11 yet. No, no. But I, I think that will take time. Just on, We'll get on to that. But Joe just said, the main difference in defence last season compared to this is Cooper would play left, Hutch middle and Ballard right. And this season, Cooper's been playing central, which he can't play. I think as well, Joe, I think you're, you're right in, in, in a sense as well. And I think that I think that Cooper was taking a lot of bullets for Creswell um, in the early part of the season. I think that's why Rout reverted back to that back three. I would go with that back three. What would you be your preferred? I know you, you wouldn't play three at the back end, but what would be your preferred three? <laughs> it, it would be, uh, it would 100% be uh, Wallace, Cooper and Hutch. Um, I, I am on the bandwagon of... <clears throat> of um, not feeling very comfortable with Cooper. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason he scares the life out of me at the moment. Yeah, look, but I don't agree. But a lot of people are saying it, so it must be something in it, mustn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Um, no, like I I'm not like a. I don't. I, I don't want Cooper in my in my team because because I would. I do want him in the team, and I yeah. and I don't necessarily agree with the suggestion of having him dropped. However, I I think there's a there's something to be said about what Mister Holloway just said. Um, just that slight position change could be why he's a little bit edgy. Um, yeah, I just, just he scares me for some reason. I don't know, and I don't know why. But obviously he's a he, he's someone that's got to be in the squad. Mm. So sorry, the, the answer to your question is Hutch, Cooper, and Wallace. Yeah, a few people saying the same thing. The um, thing I want to go back to as well, Joe. You said about Vogel Slam, Vogel Summer. He looked decent, didn't he, when he came on? In two games, yeah, he has. Um, when he's been brought off the bench, um, a lot of people saying um, he should be given a start, but you, you don't know how far he is off uh, full match fitness. So, 
We've got, we've got time to, to see the best of him. So we ship two against Coventry, and then we ship two against Swansea. Both times coming from behind, and actually get four points out of those games. But Norwich was going to be a different kind of fish. Um, and I thought we looked good at Norwich for long periods. I know, Joe, you didn't see that one particularly because you was uh, on holiday trying to watch it underneath a table while I was having a meal. Yeah, with people, yeah? <laughs> yeah, try to catch a second half. I had a stream up on my phone on my lap while I'm at a football dinner with like 14 people. So, yeah, I didn't really see it fully. So I can't really uh, comment too much on that one, unfortunately. This one for me was a little bit of a flip. I thought we'd done all right in the first half and looked comfortable. I just think the uh, class of this guy... Josh Sargent, I think that just showed through in the second half. Um, but again, change it. And again, two goals conceded. That's six in three games at this point. Um, what did you make of the Norwich game, Ken? Yeah, I, think, I didn't really have any complaints, to be honest. I think going to Norwich after having maybe only a two-day, was it a two-day break? A lot of that was travelling. Um, going to a team that's probably going to go back up into, straight back up into the the Premier League next season. You, I, I mean, I, I, I was more upset with the the Swansea draw and the Coventry win, to be honest, than what I was the Norwich the Norwich loss. Um, yeah, well, even though we didn't, even though we we got points, I know what you mean. Yeah, just going back to that Swansea and Coventry game is papering over the cracks, Dan. Um, you know, we we managed to get a, a draw at Swansea because they scored two own goals. Papering over the cracks, um, and we managed to beat Coventry because they went down to ten men. Um, you know, all these things always seem to to happen just at the right time to sort of help Mister Rowett out, in my opinion. Um, but mm. going to Norwich on a Friday night after playing Swansea away on a Tuesday night and losing two 0 and putting in the performance that they did to an extent, I didn't really have any any problems with it. You know, it is what it is. It's a two 0 loss against. Probably top of the league. Yeah, I um, I don't know, but Swansea won for me. I, at the time, I thought it was a bad performance. And then looking back, you know, uh, Billy Mitchell at the bar in the game, Vogel, Vogel Samrit at the bar in the game. Mm. And the goals we scored, I was just saying to Joe off air, they're goals that have come from positions that we don't exploit enough. And I might be going ahead a little bit here, but whipping them balls across the face of the box. Um you know, is what caused them to turn the ball into their own net. A really good one in from Danny Mack, fed by Honeyman. And then uh, Scott Malone, whether he meant that one on his right foot or not. But, they're, they're, you know, you can only put the balls in the positions, can't you? And Yeah. Then uh, then, then you see where you go from there. You get your rewards. Steve Leach just today said, oh, no problems with the Norwich performance. Got done by one good goal and one mistake, but we played okay. I agree. And that mistake obviously was, in my opinion, Scott Malone. Stephen Ball says he's back free. Be Cooper Hutchinson and Leonard. That would, you know, it would definitely be debatable. However, uh, Steve, I don't know if you don't know, mate, but Ryan Leonard injured his hamstring. <coughs> um, I heard it wasn't a bad one, and then turns out uh, he's out for about three months, torn his hamstring. Let's talk about Ryan Leonard while we're on the basis because I remember he came to the club. He wasn't particularly loved by us. He was sold to us by New Harris as a box-to-box midfielder. I found him and Tunnycliffe very mundane, very laboured where they're running, didn't really get forward, didn't really get back. Well, Tony Cliff definitely got back and just sat back, didn't he? A bit of a Ryan Woods mark one. But, um, and then under Rowett, he saw, I said he's played his best football, but Rowett refuses to accept he's a centre midfielder. I think he's a right wing back 
or a centre-back. And he's adapted to centre-back well. But I did say this to you, boys, you know, in a group, I said, he's 30 years old now and he's had two quite lengthy injuries over the last two seasons. Now, two injuries becomes three. And it is a blow, Joe, isn't it? Especially with his recent form. Yeah, I was going to say, how long has he got left on his contract, you know? Is it oh, up at the end of this season? Exactly. Or? I think he signed the new but one. He got a new two-year deal the year oh. before, just before Bradshaw did. So, I think he's probably still got this year and another one to run. But Yeah, see the thing with Leonard, when he when he uh, first signed that first season, he's obviously our record signing, so you're expecting big things out of him. But I was one of his biggest critics and I just, I think he was one of the worst players he's ever had in uh, his first season. And I look back to that day, remember you'd done um, a stream on Millwall's worst ever 11 of all time. <laughs> And Leonard actually got in that, didn't he? Was, Everyone yeah, voted for him to be in it. Yeah, and then, um, but season after, I can't remember if it's season after the one after that. Don't get me wrong. As I say, I was his biggest biggest critic, but he come on leaps and bounds, and he turned into one of our better players. He looked good, sort of going forward when he was playing a bit higher up. But with all these injuries now, as as much as I've really grown to sort of really like him, I think the likes of him and Bennett now, I think. You just got to cut your losses with them. If this yeah. is this is going to keep happening, it's like, come on! You get excited thinking, oh, they're near back to first team action. But that's another thing. We want to see him in centre midfield, sort of picking up the ball, driving forward a bit. That's what he looked good at a couple mm -hmm. of seasons ago. But Rao, it wants to play him. I don't know, right back, centre back, left back, wherever else apart from <laughs> centre mid. Is that stubbornness, Ken? I don't even know. I know the answer. I don't really know what I'm asking this question. <laughs> Ken, is, that, is it stubbornness or is it Rowett's just strong in his beliefs? Because he, he will not accept that Ryan Leonard is a centre midfielder. As it happens now, he's out. And as Charles rightly says, you know, questioning the number of injuries that we're getting in training. I've actually yeah. asked this question. Is it the players or is it the physio? And apparently, they don't fucking say anything. I've got a fucking nosebleed last. Oh, fucking go for a scan. Do you know what I mean? Like this... Yeah. Um, it's just modern-day football, isn't it, I suppose, Ken? But, yeah, Leonard, I know you're a big fan of, and he's going to be, well, looking like it'll be a miss because he came into the team and started to look like he was making one of those centre-back places his own. I think that, um, I mean, I've, I've always said this. I Personally, in my opinion, Leonard is the best midfielder that we've got in the team. Um, and, and I also, um, there was a time, and I can't remember when it was, I was pretty sure it was this season, that he did have a little stint, a little 10-minute stint in the middle with um, with Mitchell and Savile, they they played as a three in the midfield, and it looked so exciting. It it looked energetic, exciting, creative, and it was almost like, well, that's never happening again. Look how good that's gone. That's you know that's never going to happen again. But I I'm, I was very happy with Leonard just in the squad because you know if he's if he's at centre back, you know he's going to do a job. And look what he done against uh, Swansea. Mm. Um, if he's right wing back, you know he's going to do a job. So I was happy for him to just to be in the team. But if he could have, um, he sh he should be a midfield. Leonard, in my opinion, hundred percent. Dave Clark, legend. Thanks for your donation, mate. Very much. <coughs> in the minute, we got to get fucking Ryan Leonard fit. Says Rowett defender. I covered this in my video the other day. Rowett defender, Robinson defender, Fitzgerald defender, Barrett defender. Where's the attacking coach at the club? Obvious where the problem lies. Yeah. So whether it's Leonard at the back or Murray Wallace or Cooper, as a whole, for the last three seasons under route, defending's not been the issue, has it? And scoring goals and creating chances at the other end of the pitch has been. Um, 
you think we benefit from a, a striker's coach's input at the club, boys? Does seem like we're very defence minded, not just on the pitch, but one hundred percent. Definitely, I think that's that's our weakest point at the minute. And I'm not blaming these strikers. Um, I've had arguments about this the other day. <laughs> we just even points last season, especially the first half of the season. I just don't see what we're trying to do going forwards. We're not. But then again, going back to that Swansea game, what I would argue is the two goals we got, fair enough own goals, but they come from getting behind the defenders, the wing-backs, putting the balls across the box. And whether it's an own goal or, or we score, if you put balls into that area, someone touches it, whether it's them or us, it's going in the back of the net. And we, we haven't done that enough. But the two times we have done it, it's pulled off, but like as I say, we we're not seeing enough of that. We didn't see that Saturday. Do you know um, what, John? Go on. Because we're too defensive, and our and our yeah. right wing backs and our left wing backs can't are not allowed to get that far down down the pitch in order to cross them balls in. But I, I don't know what's changed because I was saying this the other day. Last season, especially second half of last season, when we looked at our best was. I think it was at points where we had sort of three up top. You had a phobia in the middle on his own. And you had Jed one side. I can't remember if it was Bennett or whoever else. But three going forward. And you used to see Danny McNamara overlap with Jed. And whoever we had, Murray Wallace or whether it was Scott Malone, overlapping with Bennett as well. And that's where we looked most dangerous when we started doing that. Bombing forward, the wing backs were overlapping, getting the ball across the box, getting behind the defenders. And that's where the goals come. But this season, other than those two Swansea own goals, haven't seen it, didn't see it at all on Saturday, which was very mm. frustrating. But I don't want to say that's what we need to do. They need to just bomb forward. Or if they're not being allowed to go forward enough, bring back the uh, three up top system, Bury one side and whoever the other side. I don't know. I think he might revert to that tomorrow. Steve Morrison says all these defensive coaches and our defences is getting worse. Uh, honestly, I'm not, you know, I don't want to dig a youngster out, but I think I put a lot of that at the feet of Creswell. I know he had a fucking brilliant game first game and I was calling him Champagne Charlie Creswell, but like I say, I fucking present the channel and I try and make it as exciting and if I can, as interesting as possible. Since then, I think he's been horrendous and I think we didn't look as bad defensively. We got caught a couple of times going forward Saturday, like caught short at the back, but I definitely feel that the three we've got are the way to go and I know Ballard got injured playing with Sunderland, but I would have liked to see us break the bank and get him. He may not have got injured if he was with us. You know what I mean? It's a different game, different situation. It wasn't his knee. It was his... Uh, what was it? His heel was something like that, wasn't he? Ankle, he's, he's done his ankle. He's still out, out long term. But, um... <laughs> so, Connor's having a bit with someone in the group, in the, uh, in the comments, <laughs> I think. Um, Brian Rose said, I said the other day, sharing them. You know, why not be ambitious? And get somebody not sharing them. Um, I don't know. I think Rowett's quite set in his ways, and I think I always say he's got um, he's got Scott Malone fever, and he's his secret love child. But I think he is uh, starting to be that way with with, with a phobia. But at the same time, you know, I said to Kenny on the phone earlier. I don't. We get on into a bit early, but I don't think a phobia's brilliant. But he scored the goals he scored last season. Charles is saying this. I mean, look, we 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 discussed this all the time to the point where I've stopped saying it because I don't think Rout will change the formation. But a flat back four, I think, 
would make us a lot more flat, but make us a lot more solid as well in shape. I'm not fussed about um, Connor's text in the group now. Sorry, I'm not fussed about five at the back. I'm not overconfident. It works for us, but Rowett seems to stick with it. I said in my uh, thing the other day. For me, the problem is the wing backs. I've had a good think about it. I like Danny Mac, <laughs> not so much Scott Malone, but the amount of times they get down the wing, like you said, Joe, they're not overlapping as much. But even when they do, how many times do you think Danny Mac hits his target from across? Two out, yeah, three out of ten. <laughs> yeah, probably that. Would you reckon? Do you reckon it's fair? Yeah, he's just another Romeo, really, isn't he? <laughs> you know, and this if we're solely reliant on that to create chances, because we have no idea how to go through the middle. And I'm guessing this is why he's now trying to revert to a 10. And, in, you know, in his defence, I think he's got Fleming to play in that 10 when he's going to be fit. But it's knowing, well, OK, now you've got the players and you know you want, you've got to find the patterns of play and have the tactics to still pick teams apart through the middle. Because at the minute, I think you'll both agree, it's so frustrating, sideways, sideways, yeah. along the touchline, back along the touchline, backwards, across the back three. Back to the goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? See, this is, was part of my argument with uh, the whole Afobi thing, everyone getting on his back on uh, Saturday. I think Afobi's one of them players that plays off the shoulder of the defender. If you give him, but but we're not doing it, that playing through the middle, find that cutting edge through ball, and he goes in one-on-one, I'm more than confident of anyone else in our team if he's going one-on-one to finish it. But people might disagree, but... I think that's his sort of style of game. But we're we're putting crosses in the box or when we're playing long balls, I'm like, who too? We've got two strikers there, Bradshaw and Afobi. I'm not confident of either of them getting on the end of a header or anything because they're no. just not big enough. You've you got to try and go through the middle. So you've got a point there. I'd, I'd be interested to see uh, once Fleming gets involved properly, whether... He'll play in that number 10 role and start, start to open up those doors and through balls to play into a phobie, whether it's him, Bradshaw, we've got Vogel, Sammer there. But I think we've just got to give that a go because we did um, when we when we improved last season towards the back end. And then all of a sudden, a few games this season, it just seems to have stopped. What do you think, Ken, is, is like, we can all see it, that the wing-backs, we're reliant on wing-backs getting crosses in the box and set pieces pretty much, aren't we, to score yeah. goals? That's not working. Now, surely Rowett can see that's not working. What do you think his train of thought is when he's, oh, fuck, we ain't getting no crosses in? Because it seems to me he does a little bit of a, and I don't want to completely knock it because we moan when he doesn't make subs, but he seems to do a little bit of a holloway where he just fucking throws a load of people on up front. I don't think, I don't think his, his thought process is how we're going to score. I, I, That's I, a great I, shout. Yeah, I just don't think that that crosses his mind. Um, I think the, the question that he asks himself is, how are we not going to concede? Um, and then when it comes to conceding, it's panic stations. Um, and now what do I do? Um, I, I've always said this, wing-backs don't work with us, with the players that we've got. We've got wingers playing up front. Um, you've got centre-backs playing up front. We're never, we're never going to score goals. The reason why balls go into the box, um, no, sorry, yeah, balls go into the box and we can't put them balls through to a phobia and Bradshaw, like Joe was saying, is because we play a formation that when we're defending, we all play too deep. So we can't play through the middle anyway because even a phobia's on the edge of our own box when we're defending. Yeah. Um, you know, so, look, Gary Rowett, 
does not know how to um, create opportunities, score goals. It's just not in his in his nature. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you ask any Stoke City, uh, Derby, Burton Albion supporter, you know, did you ever go through a, a massive stage of this creativity and great, you know, scoring four or five goals at home and stuff like that? They're going to go, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> See what what Joe's saying there. Must be in a phobia Malone's contract to play X amount of games. I don't believe it is. It can't be. I just think, well, has he got belief in these players or is he just setting his ways and stubborn or does he think that we haven't got anyone better available? Joe? Um, I honestly think, I think he believes in them because I, I do. I, I've got the belief there that a phobia, when given the chance, um, He'll be well, good for us. That's, that's, that's proven. You look at Scott, the goals. He scored, he scored 13 goals last season. You can't... That's as as Aidan O'Brien once said to me. Yeah. This is what I'm basing it on as well a lot. The stats don't lie. The yeah, Pope exactly. 13 goals. Brayshaw scored 11. As much as we love Morrison and Gregory, they didn't score that amount of goals in the championship. Yeah. And Malone's another one there. I'm going to disagree with a lot of people here. Don't get me wrong. He hasn't had the best of sights this season. But the last two seasons... He had our second highest most assists after Jed. So mm. he had been doing something. But he was even getting criticism like last season. I'm like, why? I, I, don't, I think it, a lot of it is unjust. Don't get me wrong. Fair a bit of it this season. But um, I do believe once they get going, and maybe it's just a purple patch, but once the two of them um, get going, get a few games under their belt, I, I reckon they'll be all right. So I think it is that... Gary Rowett does believe in them, and, and I do myself, to be honest. Mm, I agree with you on your phone one. Uh, Scott Malone gets a lot of assists in my mind because he takes the, their ball situations. And I, I said this on my thing yesterday. I've got the kneecaps anymore. I'm 18 stone, hopefully still. I can still whip my left foot. I don't know about that. I can't fucking move, but I can whip the ball. And I think he gets a lot of his things, assist and praise on the back of that. He did have a really good last season. I think he scored a good goal. He scored a couple, um, scores a couple of goals as well. Yeah, but that's sort of dried up now. Kim, what you, what's your thought mm. process on what yeah, Joe I, said? I, well, I agree with Joe partly. Um, weirdly enough, on the Malone situation, I agree with you. Um, and I'll, I'll put an argument to you then. I agree with you. Um, he's probably got the most assists in our, in our team so far this season. Um, and yeah, all right, some of them may be dead ball situations, but then I could turn around and say I'm pretty sure two or three of the focus goals were penalties. Um, last season. So, I'd say yeah. definitely two of them. Um, now, look, if, if, if like what you say is true, the stats don't lie, well then, as much as Malone has a horrendous game every single game, um, he, he is setting goals up. So, if we're going on stats, mm. then you'd keep Malone on the pitch. Um, a phobie, <coughs> excuse me, um, a phobie for me, I have a completely different view on it. I believe that Benic is there for Benic doesn't care about the club. Um, the only I don't a lot, of them, a lot of them really do, though. They're all just footballers, really. Yeah, yeah no, and I do get, I do get that. Um, I, but I think it's all bollocks, in my opinion. If, do you know what I mean? When he's trying to G the crowd up and he does a, a little five minute run to try and show everybody that he cares, that's what annoys me. He and, does know how to hold a crowd, I'll give you that. Yeah. And I, I, come on. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't rate him. I don't rate him at all. Um, I, I haven't rated him. I didn't rate him last season. I think he did have a very good last five or six games of the season. Um, last season, um, where he got the majority of his goals. We'd probably say he got about 60% of the goals that he got in the last, say, five, six, seven games. Steve Lees would be able to tell us that. Um, but other than that, he had a horrendous season last season. Um, and he's had opportunities this season. He hasn't taken them. Uh, now, I'm not turning around and saying that we have another, there's somebody else that could do that, but there probably is. Um, and I think if people like Goldslammer, um, Fleming, um, Bradshaw, they all get their opportunities. Bradshaw, I'm telling you now, is sticking more goals in the back of the net than what a phobia is this season. But if, well, if, if he gets the service, if he stays, and if he stays fit. Yeah, if he stays, if he stays fit. The point that Charlie's just made is that he said, we've let Jed go and we're using Danny Mack to take his place, really, and we balls him. I get what he's saying there. We're like, we ain't replaced Jed for one. We're asking Danny Mack to now do more. It's a good point, Charlie. I really thought of that. Two, but we've also changed formation and leading on to that, or going back one comment, Bury's better on the wing. I think the change of formation is good, but I think that Tyler Bury's one of the few players that has got the confidence that every time he gets the ball, I'm going for the juggler. I'm going for the juggler every single That's time. That's what you want. It's what you want, but I don't really feel the new formation suits him. That, unless mm. unless you play him in the 10. Um, thoughts on that, boys? On, on Matt Lamar, are we asking Danny Matt to do too much now? And is that why we're noticing his crossing isn't as good? Because before, he'd have the luxury of Jed there. Bang, there you go. Weirpage. Well, look, firstly, we're, we're talking about Jed again, and this is the same problem we had when we had Jed, is that we weren't a team without Jed Wallace. And now we're not a team without Benicophobia, obviously. We have to have some main character to, to push, us, <laughs> push us through. Um, but Danny Mack was... Um, the reason why Jed Wallace put so many balls into the box is because you ain't going to believe it. He was a winger. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what <laughs> happens when, when you have a winger... On the wing, right? A winner will provide assists. Um, we was just lucky that Jeb was a little bit more special and could score goals as well. But um, mm. so yeah, now Danny Max got to do it all by himself because it's of the way it's set up. I know what you're, you're edging towards there is that you you want us to play four four two, and it's nothing to do with this oh, podcast or me all actually. But I saw an interview with Joey Barton the other day, mm. and he was talk, chatting away, and he went that. Yeah, I like the Cowleys. Fair enough. They play 4-4-2. That's going to get you nowhere in football in this day and age. Uh, but I still think it would. I think I think a lot of people, a lot of clubs have gone so new age that I think if you give them a little bit of a wake-up call, went a little bit horrible, went 4-4-2 and it could. Could happen, but it's not going to happen. Um, this is an interesting one. Joe Bury, he's come on leaps and bounds, man. Where, where do you think he best sits in our team? Left wing. All day long. Yeah. That's where he's causing the most damage. How many times, even when he's coming as a sub, do you see him pick up the ball on the left, beat two, three players, and then he gets right to the byline or he's in on the six-yard box? And I, I can't remember the last player we've had that does that sort of thing. As soon as he gets, say, in a dangerous area, ball across the box, bang. But um, I think sometimes it's just um, the end product of him at the minute. Yeah, he no, is exciting I when he comes on, like... He's got, he's got written all over him. Like, as he gets older, a bit bigger, uh, a stronger shot. He's got Stephen Reid written all over him, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Um, you know, that Stephen Reid, Paul Ifield, well, they were the type of players that would get down to that line, then even take it further into the box, you know, or, or weren't scared to have a shot. Um, but again, he is a winner. He's not a striker. Yeah, all day. All day. So, I agree. I think the only place you could slot in, if not as a winger, is as a 10. But he's, 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 if, if you give him license to be that 10, he's not going to track back. He's not going to do any work, which I don't think he needs to. But I think in a Rowett team, he'd expect you to. And um, Vape says, Bury has to start. For me, pace and hunger. But like, for example, okay, do we want that 10, boys? Do you like the 10 that we play? Yeah, but I think we personally, I think we've got, however good or bad options, I think we've got a lot of options there for a 10. So no, we play some, we? Yeah. Yeah, he played Honeyman there on Saturday. Don't think it worked as well. I would have had Honeyman a bit deeper and play Savile in the 10. Yeah. But no coincidence this season, I've seen Savile have a couple of blinders, right? And that's when I noticed he had been playing in that 10. He was playing a little bit higher up the pitch. Last season, we didn't see the best of him because he weren't up high enough. He was playing deeper. And when did we just see the best of him before? When we last had him, where he was playing higher up, getting into the box, scoring goals. And then all of a sudden, for whatever, they've switched it around and put Honeyman there and Savile there, which which I don't agree with. But um, Yeah, but this is another Rowett thing, because Rowett's actually, yeah. said, Rowett's actually said, well, you know, Sav's played a bit further forward. A bit, that's not his game. Well, no, it, it is his game. It, it we, is bought his... him, we bought him yeah. team. He did it behind Lee Gregory and Steve Morrison, and we pressed high, and we had a fucking... Very good season, but he will not accept the Savile to 10. And I agree, if that could looking, be a, a decent switch there, Joe, uh, tomorrow. So, or if he doesn't start, yeah, I mean, Savile in a 10. Well, if you're looking at if you're looking at the way Rowett's gonna look at it, if he's considering Honeyman as one of the 10 options, you've either got him, Savile, and Fleming. And yeah. personally, if I could, I'd have all three of them playing at the same time, but I just can't work out where and who you're going to put where. But mm. I think they've all got a place in the team. So personally, for me, going back to the Bury thing, I keep Bury out as left winger. We don't need him as a number 10 when you've got other options there. Yeah. What about like one up front, one central striker, three centre midfielders and two wide men? I've got like a four, five, one. I don't know. Like, we don't know. And I don't think Rowley at the minute knows either. It's, it's early days, isn't it? We can't work it out. It is early days. The same you said there, Joe, the same I picked up in my post-match is that... Um, Vogel Sammer and I, I, got, I got hammered for saying he was a unit because he's, he is a big lump but he's not I think he's about the same height as me I think he's about 5'10 5'11 broad shoulders and yeah then you've got Fleming the same sort of player a phobie Bradshaw they're all quite though there is no Matt Smith in there there is no Gary Medine is there is there Ken do you think he might have I mean even like say Honey, he bought Honeyman he bought Fleming I was like I'm hearing they're both 10s I can't work out who plays where here do you think he's not divulged enough and he's not, if that's the right word, is he not mixed it up we, enough with his signings? Yeah, you think we should have got another big man in for a plan B? We've got a lot of um, forward-thinking players. However, I don't think we've got many atta outright attackers. Mm, yeah. Uh, and secondly, I mean, for me, I'd, on the 4 4 that we were talking about, I'd put Fleming on the right, making the new jet, right? Because he's, he's probably got them capabilities. Um but going on to your thing about attacking, we need, and I know it's very hard to get, and I know it's out of the fashion of football now, but what we need is a, a big, horrible, strong 
centre forward. No. When it's yeah. not working, then you can't put the ball through the middle for the Afobis or the Bradshaws, or goal slammers not getting the type of space that he needs for um, this welding that he's going to score. Then when you've got people like Bury Malone on the left, and you've got people like, for instance, Danny Mack and Fleming on the right, then you've got some big, horrible centre forward that you can pump the ball into the box. It's a different ball game, and it's a different. 100%. It's a different way of trying to create a goal. Mm. You know, mm. um, I think it's... bring back Matt Smith. You're <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm trying to find a comment where Charlie says. Tom Elliott. <laughs> Charlie said something. This is and this is very true. And I think I, I don't see it. With, even like I was watching all the goals the other day on the, you know, the all, all the all the football league goals. I'm seeing teams in League Two pop it and overlap and get in good areas and score good goals. And I'm like, why don't we do things? Like, I know they're in League Two, but they're still playing at a level that's relevant to them. And you do feel like players hide when we have the ball. Other teams yes. have four or five options. We have like zero or one. And it, you do you see someone run forward and they sort of stop. There's mm. literally nothing on. So, all right, we'll come back and then it begins. Before you know it, we're back with Bart swinging his kneecaps trying to kick the ball, are we? That's a very good point, that one that you just put up. I really agree mm. with. It seems like we don't have... Um, exact, there's so many times where we have the ball at the back and um, or even in midfield and then we end up passing it back to the defence. And then it's like there's no options. No one's sort of making a run. Then we just faff about passing it around at the back and my dad always reverts back to it he always says the old Dennis Wise sort of style player who would put himself in space and go give me the ball give me the ball we ain't got the I can't remember the last time we had a sort of player in the centre of park that just runs forward at throw-in set pieces even during um during the game would like put themselves out there go give me the ball we, we, we don't seem to have we, the we, options. We, we never and I think that was bang on, that comment. People seem to hire and it seems as if they don't want to... That no one wants to take ownership or responsibility. I mean, we, we don't do anything through the middle of the pitch. And as we were no discussed, that activity down the wings is not enough. Like, but again, you know, I'm not saying that Raul is going to crack it and he has got the answer, but he's bought players, which we're all agreeing. You know, we've all got had a little bit of excitement with our, with our transfer dealings. And, and Kenny, you're saying, I'm agreeing, Joe, that we've got We've actually got the individuals now. Can he get them playing through the middle of the pitch? Will he risk? Will he risk letting them play through the middle of the pitch? Because I think that plays a part. I think he's like, well, no, no, keep it wide. Because if we do lose it, we're not massively exposed. But somebody's got to give. We got if we're going to play this ten, we got to learn how to do it. Because at the minute, to me, we're, we've got a ten, but we're we're playing like we did last season with two wing backs and, and two wide. We haven't got two wide strikers, but we did everything wide, up back, up back, and yeah. then eventually dink one in. And it seems yeah, to me that like, the formation has changed. The actual way we play hasn't. If you're yeah, a championship manager, right? If you're a championship manager and you don't know how to play a particular formation, you shouldn't be a championship manager, right? You don't go out and buy all these players, right, to not know how to play them, right? Surely you're looking at that going, right? I'm going to start playing a ten, right? The type of ten player that I want has got to have this quality, this quality, this quality, right? Go out and find me that, right? They've come back, they've found them that player, which is, let's say, Fleming, right? Brilliant. Let's break the bank now to buy him, right? So we've done all of that. Now, Rowett, what you've got to do is you've got to do your job and you've got to tell him how you want him to play. It's, it's very, very simple. It's simple maths, right? It, it really is. 
Like, that's how I want you to play. And that is the performances that are on the pitch right now is how Rowett wants them to play. Right? It's not it's not a player. And as I've said, you could you could have whoever you wanted on that pitch, but the instructions come from from him. Mm. And that's why we're not scoring goals, because he's not telling them how he wants them to create goals. Yeah, it's a inter- couple of interesting points. I'll go to go in a second, because me and him were talking about this off air. Um, Fleming, you know, like you say, to go and find me the players, okay, Fleming, Rowett's been watching him for a while, and then he will have to say to Fleming, look, I want, I want you to come to the club, I want to build a team around you, I want you to plan that team, I want you to distribute... However, it's just jogged my memory. When I watched the first ever interview, sorry to knock the mic. When I watched the first ever interview with Fleming, he was like, Well, my preferred position, they didn't ask him, they said, Oh, you know, well, it's a weird you play sort of thing, excited to come to the club. He went, Well, my preferred position is a 10. He said, But I can play wide if needed, and I can play up front. So that, I'm not sure, I mean, I might be second guessing, right? Well, I go, Look, you might have to play, not like, Yes, we're going to build it around you in this 10. But again, you know, Rowitz bought these players. Fleming hasn't figured hard. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Injured since before the Stoke game, I think. So, Joe, you're with me on this one. We need, whether we like him or not, whether we think he's going to put it off or not, six games in is very, very early, isn't it? And the man that we supposedly broke the bank for and we're going to build it around hasn't been hasn't been around. And I think he's done right easing him back in from his injury. I think he's probably ready to start tomorrow. Kenny's got a theory on how much of the ball he's going to see. We'll get onto that later. But do you think we're a little bit, some people are a little bit premature, Joe, in their criticism that 
you know, what the fuck's going on here? Six games in, and our main, uh, you know, our main man hasn't alleged main man hasn't even kicked a ball really. Yeah, I think um, he's obviously coming with a lot of um, hype and expectation. Um, obviously, started off with an injury, always seems to happen with us, and um, I think Rowett's just sort of trying to ease him back in. Obviously, pre-season as well. It might not be up to pace match fitness-wise, but I think it's down to the point now where I just start him tomorrow and try and make him as a vocal point. Actually, like when I've seen him uh, come on, as much as we have seen him, um, I don't really... He's not the type, I don't think, that's going to get stuck in and create things out of nothing. I think people have got to give him the ball and let him work his... uh, well, so-called magic that everyone thinks that we ain't seen yet. Um, so, yeah, I think you just give him the ball to his feet. If he's in that number 10 position, edge of the box, going into the final third and see what he can do. But obviously, he hasn't had the opportunity to do that yet. I'm hoping we will see might, good things. Might, but he, he might well slot the balls in for... He might he might slot them balls in we've been asking him to. I doubt it. Because there I doubt Rowett's going to let him see that much of the ball in the middle of the pitch. Because I think Raul will think that's mm. going to make us out to the wing, sideways, 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 sideways. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, I think I've, at points in the past been on Raul's bollocks, been the first one to be on his bollocks. But I think that we definitely haven't given. We always say that you got to give someone a run of 10, 15, 20 games. Yeah, and yeah, 100%. you know, he hasn't had one start yet in the championship, and he's had a record signing. So it may not prove to be the right signing, but we've got to give Raul the opportunity to show us that can happen. I've, I honestly think all this at the minute, I mean, some people say row it out. I have said that in the past. That was when always, uh, and I ain't going to keep going about the game in Middlesbrough. <laughs> 11 games without a win stretch to 14. And with the group of players that we had that had been there a while and the way we was playing, I couldn't see a way out. With this, I'm saying, all right, it might not well yet happen, but at least let's give it a chance. Right, we can move on now to... Um, Last time out against Reading. And then after that, we can really delve into, you know, the phobia and the tactics and we'll look at the uh, league table going forward and um, <clears throat> our next fixtures. Christian Bastinelli, welcome. Thank you, mate, for your ongoing contributions. Good evening over there in Belgium. Right. Kenneth. I keep, I keep showing these photos. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't see that one. one. <laughs> I keep sharing it on my, on my social posts. I, don't, I didn't see that photo. I also don't know who that is, Ben. Who, who is that? Shackleton, is it? 16. One, oh, yeah, 1-6, yeah. I, probably, I, wonder, I didn't know. I didn't know he's on the pitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Saturday shit show, gentlemen. Ken, kick us off, mate. Yeah, I think that we... Um, I think maybe the first 10 minutes, um, I thought, here we go. We're going to be... I genuinely watched the first 10 minutes and thought, we are having this today. We are absolutely having this. They haven't got an answer. They don't know what they... they we're going to score within... We're going to score within the first five, 10 minutes, which is complete opposite to what um, we've been doing over the last few games. Um, we look exciting. And then it and then it just went downhill after that, didn't it? I, I didn't really have, have the ump with the goal that we conceded. I thought it was a, a well-worked goal by them um, it could have been we could they could have been better marked however it's just one of them things and even the, the problem with the, the game for me is that 
I genuinely felt that we would still come back and win that game. Um, so did I. Yeah, and it, there, we had nothing, did we? We had mm. absolutely nothing. And I, and I, I didn't. I, I've said this, and I, I, I know this is a bit of a disagreement from from quite a lot of people. I was reasonably happy with the defence, and I was reasonably happy with the midfield. Um, and and I was a little bit annoyed with a phobie, but the problem was is that we just we just had no idea. It was so evident. That's the first time I think that we've I've watched the game and gone, we have absolutely no fucking clue how to how to score a goal in. Um, and we could have played we could have played for the rest of the month and we still wouldn't have scored a goal. I don't think we had I can't remember other than the disallowed goal. I can't really remember having a proper clear cut shot or opportunity on goal that whole game. First, well, Danny Max might be wrong. Cross. Yeah, Danny Flax, Dan, Danny Flack, Danny Max deflected cross. Sorry, I'm laughing at Jack. I feel like the Avengers guy. Sorry, <laughs> I was just laughing at that. I see that. <laughs> I can't. There's so many comments going, man. I can't read them all. I'm only reading like I'm one. Getting sidetracked by some of the comments. Yeah, there's so many going through. <laughs> Sorry, that is a that is like a private joke to the Lions TV boys. No, people won't understand what that's about. But, um, yeah, and, and in the first half, right at the start, um, Tom Bradshaw's header. Their goalkeeper done well to claw it out. I just felt at times like it was a little bit... I'm with Kenny. Like I don't... The back three <coughs> can't always keep a clean sheet. They can't always keep the ball out of the net. And, and we got we got pulled apart by a good set piece. We can't really complain because we score goals. We score a lot of goals from set pieces. So it can happen. Do you know what I mean? If you execute them right, it was a good flick on Murray Wallace's man gets the other side of him on the blind side and um and they go one nil up. But it as the, it just seemed like like if sometimes if you don't start a game well, after a while it you know you, you realize this ain't happening today. But we actually started well and then for some reason, just a complete tow off. And I don't understand, I can't work out why. They get an always... Not really, were they a better side than commentary? No. I mean, the ref, the, ref the, the ref definitely um, contributed to that. Oh, well, that's what we lost that of all people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't think that, um, I, 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 again, quite conflicted. I actually thought the ref weren't that bad. I thought that he let a lot go. Sorry, um, <laughs> with, um Through both, uh, both teams. I think the ref let a lot, a lot go. Um, and he tried to keep the game flowing. And actually, if you again, based on instruction from the FA, the, the, that's what they've been told to do now, isn't it? You know, stop mm. stop calling up for every single thing that's about. Try and make the game flow a bit more. Um, yeah, all right, he got some wrong, um, but he also got a lot wrong for Reading as well. I um, think he, I just think he was buying a lot of. Like, he, I remember one point right in the end. One of their guys saw Savile coming cut across him and then just basically fucking stopped and went, ah, oh. and the ref just seemed to be buying a lot of their shit, I thought. <laughs> I think the problem with that, though, is that that is a foul. That's the problem, is that, you, you know, you, you do play for them. Look at Jack Grealish, he's the best at that. Does it week in, week out. Experience, um, yeah. Bye, yeah you do, if, if, you're, if you're going in for a 50-50 and you manage to get in across that player, you're going to do it because the minute they make contact with you, it's, it, it is a foul. By laws of the game. Mm. Joe, what did you think? Do you think Reading were that good, or do you think? No, I, I mean, let's bear I in mind, really, Reading have, have won four games and they're top of the division. 
I really can't put my finger on what happens. I just no, think I, um, I really can't. But what what frustrates me is, don't get me wrong, we've seen it time and time again last season. We'd have that little spell first five to five maybe ten minutes where, yeah, we look like we might do something, and all of a sudden it just goes and. Literally, the whole first half, or most of it, I don't know why we st- seem to start off as if most of the first half, as if we're the away team. We're withstanding, like, constant pressure, letting them play play the ball about. And I'm watching that first half, like, this is what we should be doing to them. Why is it not happening? Why are we just sitting back and allow them to dictate play like that? This is what we should be doing as a home team. And... um found it really frustrating, especially the first half. And then really frustrating. even the second half, I just couldn't see. As Kenny said, I was of the same attitude. Like, went one nil down, going to half-time, people going, oh, blah, blah, this, that, how bad we were. I went, wait wait till full-time when we win this 3-1. <laughs> how wrong <laughs> I was. Because it's, it's there, was, there was not a chance we was putting three goals in that second half. I just think... All round team performance, it, it just didn't click, and I just think mm. it's going to take time for um, a couple of these new signings to find their feet, fit in. You've got other players to come in. Vogel, Samuel, when Fleming actually start starting games, they need time to adapt and gel. Um, it's, it's obviously just not happening at the minute, but it's it's early doors. I'm hoping like another six games in, we'll be saying different things. Yeah. Yeah, but it's bipolar mill, mate. It's very fucking possible. Mm. Jay Turner, mate, thanks for your donation over there in Portugal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if that goal would have stood, would we still be as critical? I mean, it was very fucking tight. I actually posted in the group chat and said that wasn't offside, didn't I? When, like, even after I'd seen the replays, and then I actually, about a day later, went, I'm going to do the post, mate. So I watched it back and done a fucking Honestly, a I'm kind of contrary. Sorry, <laughs> I'm kind of contradicting myself here. I said I couldn't see us scoring three goals away we in that second half. But I think if that goal stood, they give it, we would have gone on to win that game. Fans yeah. would have been up for it, got right behind the team, would have pushed on. And... You see, I'm, I'm a bit of a, I'm a flip reverse here, Dan. Um, I probably would have been even more critical if that goal had gone in. Um, I'll tell you why, because it's come off his fight. It's a lucky goal. Um, and again, it just shows papering over the cracks because what would have happened is 75% of, if it finished one all, <clears throat> 75% of Millwall fans would have come out of there because we got a draw and, and it was all right and we had something to cheer about. Um, mm. And so again, in my opinion, we get away with it like we did against Swansea, like we did against um, Coventry, and then it would have been Reading we got away with it as well. I'm not listen. I don't want us to lose games, and I don't want to continue to spend my money to watch this shit show that we watch. But in my opinion, the quicker he gets found out, the better. Not the same. I actually got to that stage at the point during COVID. I actually got to the point where I was like, I obviously don't want us to lose games, but if we do, it ain't the end of the world because then we can start moving on again. But listen, you said nothing to cheer about. There's always something to cheer about. When Volta Sampaio is in the group chat. Good evening, mate. Volta, everyone, lo- everyone loves everyone loves Volta, not everyone loves Raymond. Um, what are you just saying there, Ken, about this shit show? And I've titled this video. What did you all expect? I, I, I'm with Joe. I don't actually think at the minute it's the end of the world. We had a very good performance against Stoke. We 
then went away to Sheffield United and got beaten by a side that will be in and around the top six. We done a brilliant comeback against Coventry and showed some real grit and determination. Had one of the best comebacks I think we've ever seen at the Dem in front of a full house. Showed real character. Then we went away at Swansea and we we done the same again in the space of four days. It was fucking trending. It was everywhere. You know, we all fucking done it again. They've come back for the dead. Um, Norwich was to be expected, in my opinion. Um, mm. And me and Kenny actually did a podcast on our own. He predicted we'd have eight points at this point, and we'd have. And I said six. I think we actually had seven, didn't we? So we're not we're not hardly anywhere away from what I was expecting us to be at this point. I mean, what? Let me know in the comments. What was you actually expecting us to be at this stage? Six games in, I would have been more than happy. We played two, one, two, lost two. I've Joe, got do you three think? Words. Go on in. Three-year plan. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's yeah, it's true. It's four, right. four and a half-year plan. Yeah, right. So that, that the, the big question really is, and, if, um, and I'd love people to tell me this in the comments, what is the difference right now from three years ago? Well, we've got the players. You said that yourself. We've got Yeah, we've, we've got, got the players. Got... Yeah, but what's the difference? Style of play, results, um, awful um, decisions, not knowing our starting lineup. All, panic all substitutions. Yeah, panic substitutions. Jake Cooper's still playing up front when we need a goal. What? We've actually done that the weekend, don't we? Yeah, nothing, nothing has changed from three years ago. Right? And he, in my opinion, he's, and I, look, I don't want to make it the Gary Rowett out show. Uh, you know how I feel about it. But, We've had enough of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in my opinion, the last two seasons was Rowett's opportunity to get us up into that top six. I'm not saying we would have won the playoffs, but that was his best opportunity. There is no chance in this world, I, listen, I'll bet any of you any type of money right now, there's no chance we will be anywhere near the top six this season. Mm, but we, we didn't we weren't far off last season. There was an improvement and we've recruited well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and I think Joe will have agreed. Let me know, Joe. Do you think it's a bit premature everyone saying, what the fuck is going on here when we're six games in? And it's, you know. I think some of the stuff I was hearing on Saturday, I was like, it's it's too premature. It's too early to call. It really is. It's six games in. You look at the league, everyone's beating everyone at the minute. Like, mm. obviously, Reading Saturday, they got beaten by Rotherham 4-0 and then they went and beat Blackburn 3-0. It's, it's tough to call. I don't think you can really start same thing so about I don't know about the 15 game mark I'd say give it I don't yeah. know another month and then you can start to sort of see where we're going what Rowett's trying to do maybe an idea of our best starting 11 because right now it's anyone's guess when that starting lineup comes out who who's going to be where but um, I, know what, I know what Kenny's saying Kenny's saying it don't matter who you know who we play and he's going the outcome's going to be the same he's going to play the same negative football yeah, do you know what, what Kenny said there about what has changed um, in the three years? As much as I want to try and find an argument against me, I'm laughing <laughs> to myself. So I'm thinking I can see what he's saying. Like I'm kind yeah, of no, agree. Like, I, I, I agree with you. Done, done this last this... time we was on the podcast where he was like, "Yeah, I agree with both of you." Right? I understand where you're both coming from. One, I think, is premature. We're six games in, yeah. as I said. In the comments, let us know where was you actually expecting us? If you're not happy right here, right now, where was you expecting us to be? However, what Kenny's saying is 
it's not the here and now that is the issue. It's what's been and gone. And despite us having new players, we're still playing exactly the fucking same way, and the problems are still the same. That's what you're saying, Kenny. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah I'm saying, I'm saying, if you change that, you haven't got a recruit anymore, really, in my opinion. Um, apart from Just maybe a pair of bollocks and start attacking. Exactly, exactly. And do you know what? <laughs> if, if we, if we, if we um, played, let's say, use the Cardiff game as a good example, because I'm more than, I reckon we're going to get proper turnover tomorrow, in my opinion. Well. Um, I think you, we play Cardiff at home um, and we don't play attacking football, right? And we get beat again. What what argument are are you lot going to have up yeah. the other than, well, let's wait till the 15 minute mark? Because it will turn round, right? And Rowett will have a little three, four game period where he'll play the way that I say that we should play to be more attacking. I'll turn around and say, well done, Rowett, for your tactics. You two will turn around and go, told you that it shouldn't be Rowett out. And then he'll go back to his normal, boring tactics again. And then I'll be the arsehole because I'm still sat here going, Rowett out. <laughs> we were saying he'll get the points he needs to get and then he'll go back in his shell. This is exactly what he does. So if he can get them points coming out of his shell, which I think you're right. And I think we have proved that in the past. You know, yeah. we've proved it this season. 2-0 down. Well, fuck, hang on, we're going to score three. 2-0 down. We'll claw it back to 2-2. So if he knows it works for us and he's got his own players now, why does he not start the game like this? Why does he? Why does he? This, no one can enjoy that as a player or a manager, or and and I, know, and I know it happens at our club. Boys, stay away from the ball, keep our shape defensive. I, I know what goes on. I think he's. A I know what goes on in training. So what? How is that enjoyable? And if he knows, he's confident now. He's got his own players to go forward. Why would you not want to go forward and try and win football matches? I, I, honestly, like I said, I think he's a numbers man. I think he's a numbers man. Where he, he he's very statistical, etc. And as you say, stats don't lie. Wants let's to protect get, himself. Yeah, let's get to that point where we're not going to go down because it happened last season um, when we got to a point where we forget about getting in the top six because he didn't care about that. Right, we got to a point where we weren't going to go down. Right. Then we started playing more attacking football. Then I finally started scoring more goals, right? And then we had this push for the top six, right? Which was never going to happen, right? But obviously, we all, as Millwall fans, we all like, bloody hell, we're going to Premier League, we're going to be in the World Cup, you know? Like, yeah, I'm getting wound up about it, but like, he's a numbers, he's a numbers man. We will, we will never, ever get out of this league with Gary Rowett as a manager. Period. Do you think we will get out of sync of anyone? I think it's Tate capable of doing that, boys. Awesome, I think bro. we're just destined to be here forever. <laughs> I think we're one of them. I said it, I put it in the group. Um, it, what, what game was it a couple of weeks ago? And I was like, I think we're just destined to forever be like just this mediocre, like mid table class. And we could have anyone in our team, but we're just always just going to stay the same. <laughs> That's because you've been watching Rowett for so long. Yeah. <laughs> That's. You just said about, I think, um, one one of my major frustrations with it is um, we, we never seem to start off on the front foot. It's like, it's as if Rowett sets up to go, all right, boys, go into half, even even playing at home, get to half-time nil-nil, and, and then we'll go for it in a second. Or wait till we go one-nil, two-nil down, and, and then we'll we'll start playing. Like, why not just go at it from the off, which we don't seem to do. It's when he has to. Yeah, um, yeah. Or actually, that's wrong as well. 
Gary Rowett makes risks, takes risks when he needs to. Um, because if, if you're not going to, if, if it's nil-nil, Gary Rowett's perfectly fine with a nil-nil. In, in fact, yeah. he probably thinks that's a complete and utter defensive spectacle. And, and he'll go, oh, I'm excited, won't be able to sleep because it was a nil-nil and, you know, it was it was out of this world. I know it sounds horrible, but I'll I, I, I come on every week about on this, on this podcast and nothing changes. Nothing changes when it comes to the real world. It's, it's, it's the same. Why is he happy? Do you think he's like, I think he's a little bit like Alex Neal just got the job at Stoke. I think he's a little bit of a stabiliser, a little bit of a stopgap. Um, does does Rowett think? I mean, what is, what's his end goal, Rowett? What do you think Rowett's end goal is as a manager? <laughs> to get the most nil nils ever in history. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I can't. I can't give you the answer. The same as you, you don't know what his starting lineup is. You don't know what he's doing in training. You know. Remember, there's that classic photo that floats about the the jaws thing, and it's got Rowett's face just as draws. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> Tom, let's get off the road, Bash. Look, Tom said the fact that not one of our strikers has scored a single goal in 630 minutes of football should be our biggest concern. Um, yeah, for me, you know, we'll get back to it briefly. I've, I've been on a while, boys. You right to carry on, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that. Yeah. that was fucking hour and seven minutes in. I don't think that, to me, that the defence, I'd say I have no real issues with the defence Saturday. The other teams are going to get opportunities. And, and going forward, the strikers were not to blame Saturday because they get zero opportunities to score. For me, we've got to try and find ways to unlock a door. Getting on to tomorrow, Phil Gibson, Burnley fan in peace. I'll be up there tomorrow, mate. Uh, what do we think of tomorrow's game? We're going to get on to that next. John Sullivan's play, or Jay Sullivan, sorry. He's saying play Zion and Vokes, Rowitz. Now, if he does play Fleming um, and um, Coxlammer, whatever everyone wants to call him, um, that's not. So we're not going to go to Burnley tomorrow. We're in three 0 It's going to take time, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's going to take time for that to click in. Boys, what would you do tomorrow? It, I think it's a perfect opportunity to do everything that the fans have said to try and prove himself right. I think. I think he will drop a phobie. <clears throat> um, I think that Fleming will start. I think Goal Slammer will start. Um, and I think he will. It will be a perfect opportunity to turn around and go. That's why. I, that's why I start a phobie, and that's why I do what I do. Because look, we've just lost to Burnley. When in reality, we're going to. It's a very, very tough game to place to go to um, on a Tuesday night. We're we're probably more than likely not going to get anything out of the game. Um, yeah. I could tell you exactly how I'd play. I'd, I'd, like I said, I'd go four four two and give it a go. Um, flat four four two. Let come and ch- come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. But Joe, what do you? What don't you Burnley do? play a four four two? I think they did under Dyke. Um, I don't know if they do now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what I said in my pre-match prediction, it would be typical Millwall fashion. Um, after the way we played Saturday, everyone's getting on the players back a bit. And I'll, I'm just naturally a positive thinker, so I've just got this feeling we're going to somehow come away and scrape a one-nil win. But um, lineup-wise, yeah, lineup-wise, I think um, I'd revert back to the sort of free up top with with your out and out wingers. 
I'd have Bury one side and maybe try Fleming out wide. And then if I was manager, I'd have um, Savile in the number 10. And Ooh. I can't quite make my mind up right because I thought a lot of the stick of Phobe got Saturday was sort of unjust because we're not creating the opportunity. So I'm thinking, would I stick with a Phobe, hoping that the likes of Fleming and Savile playing higher up and then you've got Bury will create chances for him. In my head, I'm also contemplating thinking, giving that Vogel Samuel goal, uh, a go in that position. Mm. So I just don't know, but that's the sort of thing I'd go for. The one centre forward and the um, two out wide gives the um, wing backs a bit more uh, cover then as well. I, I think that that potentially it. is what he could go with tomorrow. And I think we're going to play a lot of the, well, we will play a lot of the game without the ball. We're not going to go for the jugular. That's for fucking sure. Right, so I think you'll make it as compact as possible. Um, this is the team I put this on my pre on my preview show. This isn't the team that I would pick, by the way. I know sometimes I'm, I, people go, "Oh, well, you'd pick this instead of that one." No, this is the team I think you'll go with tomorrow. Right? Can I just repeat? This is not the team that I would go with, but I think that's the team who he, he may well go with tomorrow. Or he'll no, that's like that's said, too bad. No, it's not too bad. Or. He'll play a phobie central, Fleming wide, drop Vogel somewhere out and put Bury and have the two wide strikers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think the two wide strikers is, a, is for me, is pointless. I think you're wasting two players because um, you're only then effectively still playing with one central striker. Mm. You get the uh, you do get the best out of Bury, I think, in that formation. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. Green, the other one because he could because he's because he's on the wing. Exactly um, that. But, um, but yeah, I think you see that. when we when we played the four four two though with Bradshaw and Phobia up top, we've done it Saturday and we just create nothing. I just, my argument is if you've got those two wide players there, you're more likely to get in behind them <laughs> and get that killer ball across the goal where we where we got the two goals against uh, Swansea. I think the, I think the problem is is you see a lot of teams that are quite comfortable you know, running down the line and putting in a decent cross. We're putting in crosses from just out, just inside their arm most of the mm. time, right? And look, you can go back to when it was, even when it was Fred and Romeo, um, Romeo and Jed Wallace, you know, when you add uh, a right winger and a right back, that's when that overlap works so well. And you've yeah. still got two strikers in the box. You know, and normally you've got like a like a Matt Smith, and then a, or let's use Steve Morrison. You've got you've then got a Steve Morrison and a Gregory, which which can yeah, I get that to be fair. I, yeah. see, I see what you're saying. Where you go with the proper four four two? Because yeah. obviously Saturday wasn't. We're playing this whole three in the middle and expecting the wing backs on their own to do all the work. Yeah, and when they lose, the ball, so, which which they can do. Then all of a sudden, all right, say for instance, people like Billy Mitchell or Shackle, and they're going to drop back a little bit um, to, to help support. But then you start making mistakes like Creswell did. Creswell presuming that his right back was, was next yeah, to yeah. Um, mm. But he's not. He's all the way down, down there with no backup. If we had a right winger and a right back, that would never have happened. Mm. You know, the right winger would have been forward and, and Danny Mack would have still been in his position. Mm. Yeah. Well, Mick Robinson, thanks, mate, for your kind donation to the channel. Um, I don't know if I've said, but Super Chats are open. You can donate to the channel if you wish. If you don't, not a drama. 
please subscribe. We're about 30 subscribers away from 80,500. All the shit's at the bottom of the screen. You might want to become a Patreon. Probably don't bother Patreon. If you want to become a member of the channel, you'll get weekly wallpapers for your phone. You'll get previews a day early. Lions Lounge lockdown seven days early. And monthly giveaways. This month's giveaway is pre predict the correct score against Norwich and then against Reading. It rolled over to Reading and you win £50 for me to spend in a club shop. No one's got it right. So that will roll over again one last time for Burnley tomorrow, final game of the month. And if no one wins it, I'll pick someone at random. So you can become a member by clicking the join icon on our YouTube home screen. I just, as you boys are talking, it's what I love because I they, they, they hear loads from me all the time. So this is good. I like it. But I was just reading some comments. And um, look, just very conflicting, a lot of them. Look, look just so shame again, lots of different opinions. I was expecting mid-table due to route. We have the players to get into the playoff. I expected route to have a better grasp of um, tactics. <clears throat> and then Jim, our mate Jimmy Crack says he won't get sacked this year, whatever happens. And then Gary Barvonu says, if we don't win against Burnley and Cardiff, he'll be gone. Uh, I think chance. he's got – I think – he said no chance. I think he's got a pass. I don't He's got an absolute pass. I don't know what he's doing. Um, he's he, he's had a pass for three years, and then and then he's been given another contract. I, look, I'm all for. Like, I, I I really do want to back the one. That's the problem. I really do, um, and I and I do really want to see us play well. And, I, and I'm, you know, I did in one game turn around and go, I hold my hands up on this one. You know, he's 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 done well. I my hands up. Said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, always reverse back. Well done, you know. Well done, Rowett, on your tactics. But you know, it's it's you could not have picked four other away games to start. So you could try. For me as well, there's a bit of calm. There's a bit of calm amongst the storm. David Roos, you couldn't have not. You couldn't have picked four harder away games to start the season if you tried. There is no easy games in this division, but yeah, you know, I I honestly think it's all a little bit premature at the minute. Mm. And then Oliver says as well. Harris says uh, there's no pressure on him. That's what you're, what you're saying, Ken, isn't it, really? There's no... Um... It, there's got to be... Look, let, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm pretty sure probably a good 60% of Bill Wall fans are rowing out. Um, and, I, I, well, I don't know about you, from what I hear in the pub before a game, what I hear in the ground at half-time, and as we're, leave, as we're leaving, I hear a lot of people not happy. Um, and I think, you know, that other 40%... Of, of fans, it's it's only really going to go one way. I think they will start turning. At Burnley, you can excuse like like that guy said on the on the message just a minute ago. You know, going to Norwich, we lost. Yeah, got no qualms with that. You know, that's 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 the way it is. Go to Burnley and we lose. Yeah, all right, got no qualms with that. But then we we play Cardiff on Saturday and sit back like a bunch of melons. And don't create any opportunities. Don't look exciting when there's 15,000 Millwall fans that have spent their money, made a massive noise to get behind the boys. And I, then I think it's been entertaining this year. Though. I will say that. You can't say, right, the Reading game aside. And as Richard Jarrett says, it's in Millwall's soul to be mid-table champ like championship. That's what I was trying sport. to say earlier. <laughs> yeah. He, you know... He, what, I mean, do we... I don't think... Look, I think we've got good new players. But if I'm honest, I think where we are now is... I, I did predict 12th to 15th this season. Yeah, it's not going to turn us into world, absolute world beaters overnight, no. is it? We're not expecting, like, 
like top two, like guaranteed playoffs. Like we may be there or thereabouts. So we're not expecting miracles. I've just I've just read about me being so negative. Have you watched Millwall play recently? <laughs> like, like, come on! I let, I'm, I'm not negative. I'm not, I'm I'm negative on on what I see. Right, like, I'm the first person to want Millwall to win, and, and like I say, I spend my hard earned money to go and watch them home and away. Right, but if you honestly believe that we sacked Rowett, we'd get relegated, then you're delusional. Secondly, this is the problem with we're not Man City because you have a small club mentality, right? You think that Millwall are not good enough to get in the top six, right? That's a you problem, not me. True. Well, I like that team. It's Steve Ballsbutt. Bart, flat back four, Matt Lamar, Hutchinson, Cooper, Wallace, Mitchell, Savile, Honeyman, Afobi, Brayshaw, Fleming. It's quite narrow. But I think that's what I sometimes think about, right? For as defensive as he likes to be, I know that's a, on paper more attacking formation. But it's very solid down the middle, isn't it? And very structured. Um, yeah. Burnley play 4 3 3, apparently. We definitely won't match them at that tomorrow. We definitely will play five at the back. Boys, let's look at the current league table. Because, look, we win tomorrow. We we replace Burnley in sixth place. Other other results pending, of course. But is it that bad? Played six. We've won two. We've drawn one. We've lost three. We've lost to the top of the league and to two parachute clubs. No, Dennis. No, it's not that. It's not that bad. It's... My, my thing is, is the outcome, what, what I think is going to happen over the next two, three months. Term, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's, that's my big problem. I haven't, like I say, I haven't got any qualms with, with losing games to better teams. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but surely, surely people have looked at that Swansea game and realised that we did only get a point due to two own goals. And yeah, but when you, look, you, can only, you can only stick the ball in the box. Yeah, if no, there, I'd say that. If their defender hadn't stuck the ball in, then who's, who's to yeah. say that? In... One of our players would have got on the end of them if they didn't. Well, well, yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly. But, you know, I'm, I'm just going on, in my opinion, like I say, it was papering over the cracks, in my, in my opinion. And I would love us to do well. I just want, I just want to clear that up. I'd love, I'd love us to do well. Um, oh, of course you would. That's why you're passionate about it. That's yeah. why you want change, because you want better things for us. And I've always said this, a lot of Mill fans, and, and give some respect to those Mill fans, and fair play to them. They'll back whatever they're getting served regardless, because they're loyal. But yeah. I, want more, I want more than that. But I don't think, budget-wise, <clears throat> we're capable of that. I don't think with the players we've got, yes, we've recruited well for us, but I don't think our team's good enough to get promoted, Joe. Nah, not um if anyway is you'd be looking at playoffs, no way sort of a top two, but again it, I keep saying it, it's it's early doors. Literally anything could happen. Like sometimes you get surprise packages that just like sort of bomb on second half of the season and teams just come out of nowhere. Um what's to say that ain't gonna be us? I'm not saying it is, but I don't know, I just think I think everyone's getting a bit carried away or we get carried away naturally at times, but especially what was hearing on Saturday, people going over the top. I don't think the whole row it in, row it out is even under debate right now. 
Like we finished the season off, we finished the season off strongly. I think we're talking about it now, and I see in the comments, write out or keep writing. I don't think it's even worth debating right now about saying what we're going to do, what we're expecting. Um, yeah, it's far too early to be making any sort of a rash judgments and going over the top about things. I do, I, I get that 100%, but my my opinion is, is that it's four and a half years too late. Mm. Yeah. Um, playoffs this season, Kenny. We're finishing the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, three of our four defeats have been to teams in the top four. Our I don't think we can have major complaints, in all honesty. Don't get me wrong, the performance Saturday, yeah, I'd complain about that a bit, but... I think they drag people down a lot. I think that's added to yeah, a lot of yeah. people. Right, so we say that when we're sitting here in a couple of weeks' time, not that one, sorry, and we play these five games, our next five fixtures, <clears throat> Burnley away, Cardiff at home, the return of Steve Morris and the Marlon Roma, you just know Morrow's going to do a job on us. Sunderland away will be difficult. QPR at home in midweek, London Derby and Blackpool at home. So we're at home for three of our next five and two long ass away trips. Boys, where do you see us in five games? Tenth. Tenth. What do you see us getting out of these points wise? 15 points. Honest opinion? Yeah, honest. From me? My honest opinion is. Do not have a clue. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you know what? I think I think the championship is one of the most unpredictable leagues in the world. Like very true. I think every especially this early on, everyone's beating everyone. Like, I would not be surprised uh either of them games if we won them or lost them. Honestly, I'm as I'm saying I, I really cannot predict it at this moment in time. I'm not even gonna try to. <laughs> Ken? I'm gonna say um, I got this right last time, didn't I, near on? I'm going to go with, we're going to get four points out of them games. Um, four points I think, in five games? Yeah, I think we'll lose to Burnley. Um, I think we'll draw with Cardiff because we'll have to on the basis that we've lost to Burnley. I think we'll lose to Sunderland. I think we'll lose to QPR and I think we'll beat so you're I'll saying, throw one out there, Dan, if you want me to. I'll say we'll get course, seven so points. We'll, we'll look, what we'll do is, Joe, we'll look back on this, right? So about 15 points there, Kenny's saying four, yeah? Yeah. And we'll, recoup, we'll, we'll recap on this in our next podcast. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, 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 like I say, lose to Burnley, lose to Sunderland. QPR are playing really well, really good attacking football, um, which I don't think we'll be able to cope with. Um, so you're going for four points from 15. Four points from fifteen. I'm well, that will put us. That will put us near the fucking bottom. I would imagine. Joe, go on. I'm going to say seven points. Um, again, I couldn't tell you where we're going to get the points, but I'm going to say out of them games, I think we'll get two wins, a draw, and two losses. So seven for Joe out of fifteen. Which, again, as a Millwall fan, I think that's acceptable. Half your points. Yeah, yeah, yep. Kenny's below average. <clears throat> I'm gonna say, first I'm gonna, that. I've already said it, we're gonna beat Burnley, so that's three. Um, 
We'll get no more than a point against Cardiff. I'll go with a point. That's we always love a point against Cardiff, don't we? Yeah, we do have a lot of 1-1s. Tim Carroll made his return, didn't he, against Cardiff in a 1-1 mm. draw? Lee Gregory scored. He's on the box. That was my, little, my youngest boy's first game. Um, so I'm going for fourth in the first two. Uh, defeat at Sunderland. Draw against QPR. Five. Draw against Blackpool. So we've got four, six and seven, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> Let us know in the comments what you're saying about those next five games. Four points for Kenny from a possible 15. Six from me and seven from Joe. So it's even with Joe being the most positive, it's not um, not the most uh, positive group, is it? AB, four. Ashley Hoffman, four. Christian Bassetti, seven. Gary Bartholomew's got eight. Eight for Johnny. <laughs> Metal God, Charlie's gone for one point. Well, if I it think is it's on the attitude from the last game. If we I won on Saturday, we'd well. be saying more. Charlie yeah. said one point, and I'm going to them all. <laughs> You're going to all. The, oh, he's going to more as well. He's going tomorrow. He's fucking. <laughs> well, that just proves he's mad, then, didn't it? <laughs> Dave seven five. Yeah, some people saying five. Romeo is going to be banging in, banging in crosses for fun. He's got to be on top form. He's going to raise his game, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And he's up against Scott Malone. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Not good reading. <laughs> Watching pub football with him too. So look, look again, seven points is a lot, what a lot of people were saying. And I would say that's acceptable as a Mule fan. I, I, I would say that seven points is completely acceptable. Um, yeah. Stop it, we're gonna get them. Mm. We shall soon see, boys. We shall soon see. Right. We Liam Fisher eight, Charles Stowe six, Mark Hines eight. So I was just gonna say, one. notice no one's saying more than eight, and then a ten just coming. <laughs> we will beat QPR says Lewis Miller. Right. All right, boys. Well, listen, I've enjoyed that. It's been an hour and a half of your time. I won't keep you any longer. It's half past nine at night. I know you've both been um well, Joe's probably just been on a flight earlier, but Kenny's been at work today. And I've been working all day doing socials and graphics and videos. So I've got to meet tomorrow, boys, 10 a.m. at Dartford for the long journey up to um, <laughs> Lancashire. David Turner says, Romeo, Romeo won't play. Will he get Millwall? Millwall flu. <laughs> yeah, he'll get the Millwall flu. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But yeah, there you go, boys. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone, Joe, Kenny, thanks for joining us. I enjoyed that. that flew by, didn't oh, it? Good, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, nice one, boys. Well, um, do we do it again Monday or do we wait a couple of weeks? I don't know. I don't mind doing it again mon Monday. I just think, no, it's not sad, is it? What's talking about? What's tomorrow? Tuesday. No, so we may, we may do it again after the weekend. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I'm there. Yeah, after Burnley and Cardiff, we'll do it again because there's no midweek game next week. QPR home is the week after, so. Mm. There you go, Terry Cho. No worries, mate. Thanks for tuning in. Right, nice one, boys. Thanks, everyone. Please subscribe to Lions Please, TV. Everyone. Come on, you Lions. Come on, you Lions. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.